The following is a Klaus to the Heart presentation as a part of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network and has been rated M for, for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. The 1 0 swinging a fly ball, left wow. field, it's wow. deep, it's way back! The Tigers are going to the World Series! Time friends with a seemingly ignorant amount of free time. And uh, we are recording. I'm just going to hit the record button now. Have decided to start their own podcast. I mean, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, it can only get better, right? This is their show. No format, no filter. My cup of tea, Mr. Burgett. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to call bullshit right out of the gate. Jackal Creation Podcast presents Jason Klaus and Jim Burgett. This is Tea Time. This is stimulating conversation. Oh, it didn't work. No, it didn't. All, all I saw was was your blank screen. Awesome. <laughs> well, For real? All I no, like when you turn your camera off and it br- brings up your profile pic. That's the only thing I saw. Well, that's a fart in the wind. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing right now? For real? No shit. I had a video playing, and it didn't even come up. No. Well, fuck this. I'm done. (laughs) See you next week, right here at Tea Time. (laughs) Oh, man, this is going down a hill faster than when you pushed me down the hill. (laughs) Un-fucking-believable. That's what I had to hear at 20 after 6 this morning. Oh, I looked back, and he just happened to be falling down the hill. (laughs) Why don't you tell him the fucking truth that you pushed me? I did not push you, though. All right, can we start over? (laughs) We're rolling, pal. Fuck. This is is Tea Time here on the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Uh, Jim Burgett, as you can tell, is back with us on this He episode. is going off the rails early. <laughs> I, you tell, right? I think so. So, by the, by, the, by the sounds of it, you heard the um, impromptu episode that I had to put in our place here this week? I did. Okay. And I did. You, and you've taken exception to to my recollection of at least one of the stories? Yeah, I don't really, you know, it's here nor there. You say one thing, I'll always believe another. You know, I, I firmly believe I was pushed down the hill that day. I wish we had better video footage. But now, because I fought so much, it's not going to look good on my case. It probably won't hold up in a court of law. No. No, that, that's going to be thrown right out, I'm afraid. That was a long ways down. I'm not it, was, it was a big-ass hill. It really was. It felt like Chris Farley in Black Sheep where he was trying to hang on as he was going down the cliff. Yeah. You know, he's like, hold me, little tree, and it didn't. <laughs> yeah, the only difference was there was no trees on this hill. And even if no. there was, it, it, it could have been 150 years year old oak tree and that bitch wasn't going to hold you with that kind of momentum. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? 
And, uh, and the worst case of alcohol wasn't even involved. That's the bad thing. At least I, there could have been an excuse. I probably would have left that part out if I were you. Oh, what? <laughs> that I was drinking and you pushed me? I could understand. I did not push you, sir. Now, now that just looks like an assault. <laughs> Taking advantage of, of the situation. Correct. Well, see, you made it through Lapeer. Indeed, I did. Indeed, I did. And I had uh, I, I had made mention of that uh, on the Klaus to the Heart podcast. I uh, we didn't really talk about it when we recorded Wendy's World. Uh, not not a whole lot anyway. But you know, I made you know when I recorded for our show on Thursday. You know, when I did the the solo effort, I you know all all jokes aside, I made sure to make mention that you know how much it meant that you took time out of everything that you've got happening to come out to that that really meant a lot and um you know the red and yellow m&ms courtesy of your agent see how that works out (laughs) and i have to give i have to give credit where credit was due i was asked if i wanted to bring the m&ms i said no fuck him the way he treats me i but my agent saw better of it agents and they said do you still want me to get them i'm like no fuck him you know what i mean but no yeah because i treat you so terribly i know i well now you're just ruining the banter come on (laughs) feed into it you should be used to it by now (laughs) still hurts my heart (laughs) you'll be you'll be okay yeah (laughs) It's not that, what I'm that's told. That's what I hear all the time. It'll that's what okay. I'm. That's what I'm being told all the time. <laughs> so we'll get this big monkey uh, elephant out of the room real quick. So my personal issue. I know you didn't talk about it, and I appreciate it. But it's not my so, place. As we all know, well, a lot, few of us might the inner circle, as it were. My dad's not doing too good. He's had a lot of health issues. Um, Sunday evening, or actually early Monday morning, he fell, bumped his head, cut his elbow. Couldn't get him off the. Couldn't get him off the floor. We had to call nine one one. Had to have the ambulance come in. Get him out. He's been dealing with a lot of health issues for a long time. He just actually had his birthday on on Monday. So happy birthday to him! You know, not a good start. Right. Went went to the local hospital, got a CAT scan for head. No no major trauma other than the contusion, so he was okay there. Um, and they sent him home after a few hours. Go and pick him up. He's not really walking that well now. Granted, he's eighty eight years old. Um, like I said, a lot of health issues, a lot lot, lot of problems there. We get him home. Resting in bed most of the day in and out of the bathroom with help, of course, you know. And in the evening, well, actually, it was about the same time. It was about an hour less. We gave him a little ringer, you know, if he needed us, he could, you know, ring the bell, come to him, whatever, you know. Well, my mom come got me early Tuesday morning, said dad needed help, you know. So, um. I don't want to get too into it, kind of like, but so then he wakes up all the way, get him to the edge of the bed. He was feeling a little dizzy and then, you know, helped him to the restroom. And then immediately, if I could tell by his face and eyes, there was nobody home. Like it was a really, it was a pretty traumatic, real quick experience. So I had to get back on the phone, call 911 again, got the ambulance here. Um, I got him out. He's, he's had some issues. He hasn't been eating very well. Like I said, he's, he's fallen a few times. So it's, it's been pretty serious, you know? So now he's, he's been in, he's been in another, the other local hospital. He's been in there. This well, it's almost three days now. He's starting to eat a little bit. Um, but he's still got a long ways to go. Uh, I don't want to get into a lot of his health issues or what's going on. It's just not that great. However, 
he passed out, but the way things were going, it looked like we were losing him. You know, um, it was a helpless feeling, you know, and, and, and I know, as you know, you know, so, so he's, he's resting. He seems to be eating good now in the hospital. They finally got him to sit up with help today, but there's, he's got a very long road ahead of him and, and he's going to be going into a rehab facility, hopefully very, very soon and get more care than what we're able to, because he needs more than what we can give him. I mean, a lot more. And uh, mom and I and, and my sisters and just been really working overtime. I know I've been touching base with you. I've actually sent you a few accidental texts of what's going on, you know, in the process of, of, of communicating with them. Um, I have um, uh, 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 two brothers and two sisters that are in state. And I have two that are out of state. One's in Florida and one's in Ohio currently right now. So it's basically like the four of us really trying to work together and, and get things situated. But it's been very stressful. Like I said, we haven't really been sleeping now. However, the last few days, there's been some relief. Uh, he's, he's, his testing is going well. He's getting the things he needs. But like I said, there, it's a long road back. And um, he's not giving up. He's still fighting. So that's, that's very good, especially at his age. You know, um, so but before I forget, too, I want to just, for those that are listening, Ariana, you, Jason, Melissa, Platt, um, Amanda, uh, you know, our, our inner group. I, I appreciate you all guys reaching out to me, checking in on me, you know, finding things out, you know. So I, I really appreciate you guys. I love you guys all. And um, so so that's where we are in that. I know I was all over the map, but I'm not going to go into a lot of the greater details. You know, he's just... It, uh, my dad's had a lot of health issues for a long, long time. And, and to know that he's still here, still going, you know, it's a testament to his strength, you know? So, but anyways, that's where we're kind of at. Without going too far into the weeds, T, um, I mean, do they have an idea as to what the, what the core of his, of his issues are? It's, it, it stems from a bladder issue that okay. they can't fix because of his age, because they're worried if they're going, that there's a chance they'll, you know, they will lose him on the operating table. So there's an alternative that has happened for every three months for, so what's going on kind of is he's got a hole in his bladder. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of stuff leaking into a system. Right. It's bloodstream. It's forming a pocket behind his one knee and the leg just swells up. It don't matter how much he can put it up. It's just, it's a bad deal. So like every, I want to say it's two to three months he goes in and has that leg drained. You know, that's all they can really do. It's, but there's a lot of things he can do to help himself that doesn't get done, you know? So we, we, we work with him a lot, you know? And he's a little bit of a stubborn guy, you know what I mean? So, um, and then on top of it, he's had, he's had colon cancer. He's had, he's had other issues there. He's had, uh, I think it was a triple bypass. Um, you know, it, it's, it, there's a long list that I don't even know all of it. You know what I mean? So, uh, but my family's been big help. You know, like I said, I appreciate everybody reaching out. It really, it really helps because you get going and I know, you know, it's, it's a whirlwind. It's like you go, you, you're getting clocked from each end. You're spinning around, taking another hit, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I get it. It's as stressful as it is. I worry about my mom too, you know, cause she's, she's three years younger than he is. Um, and, and, and there's, puts a lot of stress in the last couple of days she's been able to sleep and she's getting her strength back and she's doing, she's starting to feel better too. So that it, it, it's a, it's a trickle down effect, you know? Yeah. So, but anyhow, I don't want to be in this whole damper mood here for tea time, but I just wanted to um, just kind of 
elaborate a little bit, you know. Well, I appreciate that. I know the listeners do because after I dropped the episode on Thursday, um, I got quite a few messages, you know, from a few of the listeners, some that you don't even know on a personal level that, uh, you know, they wanted to know if you were okay, what was happening. And of course, I'm not, I don't give out any kind of information that that's not my place, you know. So for, for you to come on here and kind of clear the air, um, I, you know, I, that takes a lot of strength unto itself because, you know, like you and I are a lot of light in, in the sense that we don't really tend to wear our emotions on our sleeves when it, when we deal with things like this, you know, it's very, it's a lot easier to say, everything's fine. I'm fine. Blah, blah, blah so that we don't have to go down that, that rabbit hole because it's not always an easy thing to talk about. Right. You know, for me, I don't like talking about my feelings. Like I hate it. And I mean, there's only a handful of people that I will relay my inner core feelings to, because it, to be honest with you, I don't trust people. And you know, I just right. don't because the ones that, you know, come out of the woodwork and say, Oh, I got your back. And, you know, I'm always here for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, come to find out that's not the case and, and they fucking suck as, as human beings. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to expose myself to people like that. People that I thought were in my inner circle just, you know, they're clearly are not and, and they suck and it takes everything I have not to put them on public blast, you know, because of it, because they portray themselves as one way. And I know I'm going on the sidebar here and I don't mean to, I'll bring it back here in a minute. But <laughs> hang on. Um, <laughs> I just it's you know you and I have you know both of us have had challenging weeks just on yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum. What you're dealing with and what I'm dealing with could not be further away from one another, but it's still very taxing mentally, emotionally, and like you said, the the, the trickle down effect it starts yeah. to affect you physically. Yeah, so I totally get it, brother. I I really do. The the only saving grace, really, in all this, was I had Monday and Tuesday off for hunting. I took it off for opening day of guns, like it's supposed to be a holiday around the state of Michigan. You know, right. so I initially had those two days off, and then this all went down. Like I, I couldn't imagine if I was at work. Or anything, who's to say where we'd be at right now, you, you know? And um, when I was six weeks old, I had cancer. I had neuroblastoma. I had a tumor in my in my neck, you know? And, you know, it was all the time my folks were taking me to Children's Hospital. All the time, all the time, all the time. And we had siblings, you know? I got brothers and sisters. So there, a lot of the time, you know, it was dedicated to me and... A little bit of payback here for them, you know, down the road on the other side of it uh, uh, to give back everything they've given me that I didn't even know about, you know, just just something. And it's I don't know when you get older, things start to switch. You start to see shit a little bit more. You kind of let shit more roll off your back. You, you, You try not to let nothing else kind of affect you, you know, because you don't sweat the small shit because we may not here be here to sweat the small shit, you know? So trying to have a different life, a uh, different outlook every day and, and try to stay positive regardless of how many, how many punches you take, you know? Yeah. No, I get so, it. But anyhow, we'll get that. Now that that's done and over with, we can move on to something. Okay. So, well, yeah. uh, this just came across my radar and this is just an attempt to, to change subjects real quick. Um, Major Major League Baseball just announced the MVPs for the 2021 season for the American League and National League. Have have you seen this? I have not. I just got home a little bit ago. National League MVP for 2021 is Bryce Harper of the Philadelphia Phillies. And for the American League, unanimously, unanimously, Shohei Otani of of the Los Angeles Angels, as well as he should have. Yeah, there there was no question about that. I I was kind of feeling like uh, the National League race was uh, 
I felt like it came down. I see. I I didn't see Harper winning it. I thought it was probably going to be Fernando Tatis, you know, and um and and it wasn't like I like it came across that that Harper won. Harper, he's such a polarizing, you know, athlete because he he left the Washington Nationals and was blistered when he signed this deal with with the Phillies. But um, quietly, he 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 amassed some pretty impressive numbers in in this season. And I guess I didn't really realize it because a lot of the headlines and a lot of the spotlight hadn't been on him. He would be on the highlight reel. He knocked a couple home runs or you know a few RBIs or whatever. But it seemed like as far as the National League was concerned. I guess baseball, for for all intents and purposes, Otani was the hot story this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that did not surprise me at all. Like I don't even know why the uh, the other two were named as finalists. They should have just said, "Well, this is Otani's award. We're just going through through the formalities." Because we had not seen an athlete like him come down the pike in quite some time. So I I would assume he would win the um. Uh... Cy Young as well. Well, um, Robbie Ray won that. Oh, he did. Yes. Do uh, you remember he, when he, he played for the Tigers? Because yeah, but like, I was isn't he in Arizona? Isn't he in Arizona? No, he's with Toronto. Oh. Okay. He he was in Arizona and went, and he is now with, with the Toronto Blue Jays, and. Uh, like I, I was paying attention to him probably around the end of July. Like he was really starting to do some incredible things. I'm like, God damn it, man! Here, here's another one that that we talked about. Played in Detroit, didn't do all that well. Didn't really move the needle. They trade him, and now he's a Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. When 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 the, he was new with us, and we didn't really have the hitters, so then you know he gets lit up for a few runs. We can't come back. Those losses are always going to show up worse than what it really was, you know, because you got to, you got, you know, it's wins and losses for a pitcher like that when you're on a shitty team or a good team really affect your numbers. Don't really relate the fact of what kind of pitcher he is. You you know like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the average run per pitcher is in a game, but you know, three, three, four runs, you got good pitching, you're not going to score. You know, it's so, and if you got a, a weak lineup that can't even produce a one run, one or two runs, you're never going to be able to hang with these teams, no matter who you are. Right. And it, it, it it's unfairly, those records become unfairly wrecked reflection of who they are no i agree i agree just... so that big fart at the beginning of the show here since you never actually welcomed the audience to tea time i actually had the maglio home run from 2006 queued up and i fired it off and it went to a black screen so and it was dan dickerson's cause so it was really twice bummed out that it didn't come across well, maybe when I go to edit the show here, I can uh, pull up that audio and I'll cut out the 45 to 50 seconds of dead air before you started talking. Because you, you said you because you said hit record and don't say anything. So that's what I did. And I said, when it starts recording, I'll point to you. You do what whatever it is that you were wanting. Because I thought you were going to show me like, I don't even know what 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 I thought. I I was a little concerned. I'll I'll be straight <laughs> up with you. Um, but uh, no, I'll try to find that audio that that audio file because I think I actually have it on my um on my computer. Oh, okay. On, on the desktop. So if if I do, I will I will dump that in as kind of a, a tie-in to the last episode that we did here because and I and I went back and, and listened to it, you know, last night because it was a quick 
you know, I sat down here, I recorded it, I uploaded it to anchor.fm and just posted it because I needed to get something on the feed. And, um, and I went back and listened to it while when I was at work last night and I'm like, it's just, this sounds like a Detroit Tigers podcast. Like that's all I'm fucking focusing on. It had nothing to do with tea. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, but it was a backstory. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles when it's nature, bitch. <laughs> I forgot the nature, bitch one. Yeah, when, and when, when I went through just, all of that's your just here, Michigan. One day it's sixty degrees. Tonight it's fucking snowing on the way home. I mean, yeah, it's snowing here right right now as we're recording. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Better hurry up, get your Christmas tree up. Well. Ah, <laughs> oh, gross. No, actually, I, I, it, it's it's not up to you. It was actually coming. Uh, that was going to be on my my to do this weekend because this weekend, as we're recording this, is the Survivor Series oh. from from WWE, and that's generally and traditionally the weekend that the tree goes up. However, um, I haven't had a chance to tell you this, but, um, you, you know, you had made mention about the show in Lapeer last Friday, and um, we had mentioned that Mark Bruff had showed up. He came with, with Eric Cherry, who is one of our panelists over on the Turnbuckle Time Machine that appears here on the Jackal Creations Podcast Network. Um, Mark's coming over here on Saturday fantastic and it'll be the first time he and i have hung out and actually had a real conversation in um a couple of years don't you so, let him take my fucking hulkamaniacs uh coffee mug oh uh, no that that's actually been put away i oh. actually yeah because I, I, oh because I, you because i'm not there that's that's why you were saving it for me no, because you're the only one that grabs it. Like, I feel like you reach to the back of the cupboard to grab it, knowing <laughs> that I don't want anything happening to it. So it makes me nervous. I have since discontinued its use, and it is now on display. Because, so help me God, if something what was to happen to that I'm mug. Not, or, well, I'm not clumsy. What do you think's going to happen? Step, 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 step. <laughs> So I haven't figured out gravity yet. Sue me. Oh, yeah. It's pulling us all down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so the Survivor Series is coming up this weekend. Any match you you are looking forward to? I actually have Hong Kong breaking news. Okay. I deleted Peacock. Fuck them. Oh. Okay, fair enough. So you will not be watching the Survivor you ready to, you, you ready to have your heart broken? What? I don't want to watch wrestling no more. For real? Yep. Why is that? I don't know. I have no interest anymore. It's been rapidly happening, and I just, I'm so out of the loop, like, I'm so out of the loop and I'm just, I have no interest in getting back into the loop. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think be honest with a lot of stuff that's going on. I just, by the time anything happens, I put some background TV on and I crash out, you know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, it just, I, I it just, I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I think I'm done with it. I can understand that. I really not can. that I hate it or anything. I just I don't know. I I, I just I want to be done. I think been almost two weeks off Facebook. I fucking love it. That's about where I'm at with the whole Facebook thing. Um, the problem with that is is that that's how I do a lot of the networking for our shows here. You can always just do a business one and that's it, right? I'm kind of, that's where I'm kind of gearing towards. Uh, I'm thinking about deactivating Facebook because I'm sick of the shit that I see. I'm sick of the people on it to be, to be blunt about it because 
what they're putting on there and who they really are, are do not match up. Um, I'm sick of the woe is me bullshit. And they just, they won't do anything to help themselves, but they want handouts. They want pity parties. They want, look, if you're not going to do anything to help yourself, um, you're falling on deaf ears. Now with, with the whole wrestling thing, um, I can, I can totally understand that. And it's not necessarily the product itself. It's the business as a whole. Um, and I have maintained, and I've had conversations very recently about this, but the, in my opinion, the thing that's ruining pro wrestling right now are pro wrestling fans. Well, like you can't, that, you, you can't like anything just for the sake of liking it. You either have to be a WWE guy or AEW or whatever. You can't like it all. It's gotta be one or the other. It actually starts before the fans. It starts with the internet. Now, instead of just posting results or upcoming shows or maybe, um, or maybe, uh, uh, main events or like a, a, a big poster or billboard, whatever it may be, all the extra stuff, all the non kayfabe stuff. Now, all the, all of it has exposed it to a point where there's no, it, that's where it becomes, everything becomes critiqued instead of enjoyed. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't blame so much them trying to want to get themselves out there, of course, self-promotion, but it's going too far to the point it exposes everything. And then there's no, there's no quote unquote magic or uh, wonderment about it, you know, and, and, and instead of just enjoying it and have a, uh, you know, a, a feeling one way or other. It's a critique. It's it's a a critique business nonstop. Yeah, and it does ruin it. And then it gets to the fans, and then it gets worse, and then it trickles down. Well, I mean, the fan. You know, this internet wrestling com- community has destroyed the very foundation and the fiber that that was this business. And because of that, it has trickled down to how the business is run and executed. And I'll be straight up with you. I'm fucking over it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm over the politics. I'm over, I'm over it all. Like my passion for the business itself has dwindled to absolute shit. Yeah. And that sucks because uh, it uh, it's been such a huge part of, part of my life for almost 30 years from a promoter standpoint i you know aside from you know the couple of shows that we have planned like we got christmas clash you know coming up and and everything like that like i want to be excited about it i do and i'm excited when um you know, when we're coming up to it and I, and I, and I get to see the boys and you know yep. have that camaraderie. And, and I realized that if I didn't have the MWO by and large, I probably wouldn't have a whole lot, a whole lot of, of contact with those guys because they're off doing their own thing because right. you know, look, they're younger. This, this is a younger crop of talent that did not grow up on the business like you and I did. And I realize that makes me sound like an old fuck, and I get that. Okay, but, <laughs> but at the same time, you—they've gotten away from the foundation of what made professional wrestling so great. It's not all these high spots, flippy flops. There's no psychology. There's no passion in it. There's—it's—it's it's become like a cir- circus soleil show. You—you you know what I'm saying? It—it. It, it just does not have that same feel. And everybody's like, well, you know, all elite wrestling is restoring that the fuck they are because their promoter is one of the biggest problems. This, every time this dude goes on a, uh, a social media outlet or news outlet, he sounds like he's writing for one of the fucking dirt sheets. Who's that? Huh? Who is that? This, this Tony Khan clown. The guy that runs AEW. Oh, okay. Like, oh, he's saving wrestling. No, he really isn't. He really isn't. And to be perfectly honest with you, 
It's his father that is funding AEW, if you want to be honest with you. You know, because his father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And nobody else wants to, to acknowledge that or admit that. And I'm not saying that Tony Khan doesn't have his own batch of money, because I'm sure he does. But by and large, his father is the one that is footing the majority of the bill for, for, that, for that promotion. Now, if you like all elite, all elite wrestling, that's great. That's wonderful. And I more power to you. I'm glad that there are other organizations, especially for a talent, that have other places to work and to make a living outside of WWE. WWE. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, not to mention the various matchups, that the, the possibilities of, of guys being mixed from a couple of different promotions and getting to see matchups you wouldn't normally see in one company or another company. You know, okay, go. Well, I just... I mean, we, we can sit here for, for hours and dissect this. Like yeah. Everybody's like, oh, you know, they've got CM Punk. They've got Brian Danielson. They've got Christian. They've got Malachi Black. They've got all these guys that WWE did not utilize. And I'm going to tell you something right now. And I, I know you and I have talked about this at great length, especially with the whole CM Punk thing. The majority of the wrestling world the the, the majority like let me back up the casual fan eight out of ten of them do not know who the fuck cm punk is you could show them a picture of that of, of that guy and they wouldn't know who he is the only reason why cm punk has the credibility that he has is because of what he did when he was with wwe now I realize that he was not happy with the with the way things were run there, and I get that. I'm not I'm not disparaging that at all. But you can't sit there as a fan and say that WWE mishandled CM Punk because it was because of CM Punk, or I'm sorry, it was because of WWE that CM Punk became as renowned as he is it wasn't because of his work in ring of honor it wasn't because of the shit he did overseas it's because of what he it was that three that or that 434 day reign as wwe champion that made him who he is so don't sit here and tell me that they mishandled him don't sit here and tell me that that they mishandled brian danielson because again if it wasn't for WWE, the majority of fans wouldn't know who the fuck Daniel Bryan was. Right. Just wouldn't. That you cannot argue that. You cannot argue that. Here's here's the the other layer to, to this. Yes, all these guys have now signed with All Elite. That's great, but they're falling into the same trap that WCW did back in the day. They got so much talent. So many of these former WWE guys that the ones are starting to get lost in the shuffle. They're starting to, you know, they're they're out of the limelight. They're not they're not being booked properly. They're, that's happening right now. How but many they, shows? How many shows a week do they run? Who's that? AEW. Uh, they they have two two televised shows on on the Turner networks, and I think they do a couple of things on YouTube on the weekends or something. I think so. Well, one is Monday night. They they do a YouTube show on Monday night, like it's seven o'clock. I think it's like an hour long gimmick, but before Raw goes on the air on, on oh. the USA Network. But they have Wednesday night Dynamite, which airs live, and um. That's on TNT, and then on T, I believe it's TBS, or they're moving to TBS. But Friday night they have a show called Rampage, um, and that's like an hour long show. And you know, some of them are live, some of them are pre taped, or what what have you. But uh, look, I just the whole business is being the whole industry is being mishandled right now. And, you know, then you hear like Ring, Ring of Honor is, is suspending operations here. And like there's so much talent in Ring of Honor, like Jay Lethal, 
who was one of their one of their marquee guys is you know he just signed with all elite wrestling and he made his television debut and and everything like that but everybody's like you need to sign this guy you need to sign that guy you need to sign how about focusing on the guys that you already have you know what i'm saying yeah so and and this whole reboot of it's like the fantasy team they're just trying to pick them up you know just to have them right just to have them yeah to have yep. that, to have that deep bench, <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with that if you spread the love out. Otherwise, like you said, it's just the same, same thing. It's just being, you have, you know, the WCW thing happen all over again. And that's what's happening. It's just that, uh, and 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 this is this has been the interesting part for me. To, to sit back and watch is, you know, Tony Khan came out and said that, for example, the signings and the debuts of Punk and Danielson is the equivalent of Hall and Nash jumping from WWF oh. to WCW. Absolutely fucking not. You cannot compare the two because Hall and Nash, number one, and I'll say it. I know I'll, I'll get heat for it, but I'll say it. We're way bigger stars than CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Of course. I, I mean, across the board. That's number one. Number two, the arrival of Holland Nash to WCW was a momentum changer. It yeah. moved the needle for a long time and was the foundation for one of the biggest programs in the history of professional wrestling with the formation of the new world order. Again, a game changer. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson is not there. I mean, it, it, it was good moments and I'm sure they're going to have decent matches. But in the grand scheme of things, we're not going to look back on their arrivals to all elite wrestling 20 years from now and talk about it. Not right. like we do with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. It because it will not happen. And you know why? You've got two separate things here. When when Hall and Nash arrived, nobody knew it was happening. They didn't right. know what the hell was going on. They just seen the guy that looked like Razor Ramon crash in the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Opposed to getting pictures of Phil Brooks in the locker room before he goes out and makes his debut and spoils it for the fucking world. Right. And then cuts a promo and lets the whole world know that, <laughs> that Daniel Bryan's coming. Right. Exactly. Where is the surprise? They, they shouldn't know about it. That, if, now, now, granted, had they kept those surprises and have them enter something similar or with a different type of game plan building explodes the roof will come off the top knowing he's just round the corner about ready to come out it's just a matter of when not if you know you know when look i tuned in to rampage when cm punk made his 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 return to pro wrestling with all elite wrestling i tuned in i watched i wanted to see what what it was all about and i'll be straight up with you i had goosebumps when when his music hit and that crowd erupted the way that it did and and it was good to see him because i was a cm punk fan when when he was with wwe but the way he conducted himself after the after he walked out on on the company kind of changed my whole perception of him as a person and I'm not saying he didn't have have a right to feel the way that he did. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying from a public standpoint, the way he he conducted himself, I was like, oh, it kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, they all do when they leave, it seems like. Oh, sure. I'm still seeing Ryback, Ryback make comments about his time. He's an idiot, too. <laughs> you know? Like where should I go? WWE, AEW, I Ring think, of Honor, retire, I, and everybody I voted I for saw, retire. I think I saw Enzo Amore. He's an idiot too. But the, the just, it just, anyways. So we'll go ahead and move right on past wrestling. What else we want to talk about? 
the holiday is coming up. It is. Big, big, big turkey day holiday coming up. So uh, what are you thankful for, T? Besides the success of this fine program. Good whiskey. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Maybe something on a seven-year barrel. (laughs) Somewhere deep in the mines of Kentucky. Looks like you've uh, you've dipped into said barrel here a little Actually, bit. Actually, I'm, uh, I'm going a little easy tonight. A Fago Rock and Rye. Classic. Classic. I appreciate it. Made right it. here in Pure Michigan. <laughs> well, that's the way the cookie crumbles, as yeah. they say. Well, we already went there. Uh-huh. We already went there. I covered. I got one left, and I'm saving it for the end. I have no neck. No. Okay. We're going to go ahead and not talk about that one either. So, Chewy, elaborate. No, I don't have your voicemail. Of the, We're going. Save your money. Okay. I'm going to rec- try to remember this the best I can. I remember. I remember I got home. And there was, I thought I, was, I thought she told me to call you or I have to call you. And then I had a message that you would call. So then I look at my phone and I'm dying. And I'm walking out to the garage to have a drink. And um, I hear, T, <laughs> you better start saving your money because we're going to the World Fucking Series because the Tigers have just signed Prince Fielder. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what's he getting so excited for? But however, you know, I just remember, like, holy shit, you were the first. I think you're the one that told me about it. And then, yeah, I thought. And then we went to the game, our second game of the, the second game of the season, where we saw Miggy and Prince each hit two home runs, and boy, that one went right over our head. I yeah. <laughs> up into the Pepsi porch and man they had that whole summer that was that was I really thought that was that was gonna be the year but it ended up being well a belly flop round and third <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it was it was the start of a storybook season with that signing like yeah it really did seem like okay we do have all the right Ian Kinsler we had, uh, was I don't think Polanco was. I'm trying to remember. No, that. Pol- Polanco was gone by then. Uh, we had. Uh, Man, that's. It, what? Yeah, we have to pull it up. Cause no, I, go ahead. I mean, you know, I that roster, it, it really bugs me because I know I'm going to have to. Uh, um, uh, I, I think Avila was there. Yep. Yep, he was our starting catcher. Um, I mean, we and and our 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 pitching staff was you know top notch, man. We yep. had Verlander, okay. we had Scherzer, we had Fister, we had you know there was oh just you're, a hey, you named them. You're right. We had you were right. Verlander, Cabrera, Scherzer, uh, Avila. Annabelle Sanchez, who just threw a no hitter this season. Uh, yeah, this season, uh, Phil Coke, I could care less, but he wasn't bad. He went on a good stretch. Doug Fister, the man with the longest name ever, Al Albuquerque. Oh God, I forgot about Albuquerque. I remember Jeff used to love pronouncing his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Omar Infante, Rick Purcello, Joaquin Benoit, who was a star closed. Uh, Relief pitcher turned closer, yeah, and, and and one of Jeff's favorites, Johnny P, Johnny Peralta, Jay Honey, Jay Honey, <laughs> yeah, uh, Austin Jackson making yep. that wonderful catch on uh, Ver or uh, oh, the no hitter that was, um, oh, jeez, I see his face. Are you talking about the perfect game, yes. 
Uh, Galarraga. Yep, Armando. Yep. Jose Valverde, Drew Smiley. He ended up with the Cubs for a while. Yeah, well, he's with the Braves now. Prince Fielder, Octavio Dotel, Ramon Santiago, Andy Dirks. Oh, yeah, Dirks. I forgot about him. Don, I'll play anywhere. Hit him up the middle, Kelly. Don Kelly, <laughs> yep. Donnie Kelly, baby. <laughs> Evasio Garcia, which was mini Miggy at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who I'm had that unfortunate, that unfortunate incident with Prince Fielder and his significant other. Uh, Quentin Berry, he was really speedy. He ended up in Boston. Yeah, he was a one. He he was a one season wonder. Yeah. Brian Villarreal and Darren Downs, which they don't really ring a bell too much. But uh, I mean, that yeah. team, I mean, that pitching staff alone should have won it. Yeah, true story. But anyhow. Well, I'm, I'm glad we were able to connect on here this week, Teach. So uh, do you want me to drop this as a bonus or just wait until next Thursday to drop this? I'd drop it as a bonus, but I know you got to edit it, so. Yeah, okay. Well. Do it over I'll, the weekend. I'll do it. Uh, I'll, I'll do it when I get home from work in the morning. You I'll can work call on it Holiday Tea Time Bonus Edition. Sure. That's a oh, wow. right. That rolls right off the tongue. All right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Keep them questions coming and fuck off. <laughs> not, you, not you listening, but the guy on the other end of this phone. That's cute. Sorry, I know. All right. Well, like he said, for any other for questions, comments, feedback, things of this nature, look for us over on Facebook and um, just look for Tea Time Podcast. That's not what it says, but cool. Quit confusing the people. You're confusing people, T. Sorry, my bad. Of course. Uh, All right. We will uh, see you guys next Thursday with a brand new episode of Tea Time right here on the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Unique New York. Unique New York. The holidays, a time to celebrate with friends, with family, a time to look back on a year that was, and a hope for a new beginning. So we invite you to join the superstars of the Michigan Wrestling Organization for its own holiday tradition, the Slams. The action. The unpredictability. Join us as we bring to you our holiday tradition as the Michigan Wrestling Organization presents Christmas Clash and you can see it live Saturday, December the 11th beginning at 6.05pm exclusively on Orion Neighborhood Television.